Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Giver. It's another Wednesday and we're back with the beautiful Courtney King and myself. I'm beautiful. The beautiful too. Melissa Bellier. I always want to say Melissa Bum. I, I felt very weird <laughs> doing this um, last week without you, Mel, but People it was loved good. It. Once People I got rolling, it. I felt comfortable, but I was not like like at first I was a little nervous. I don't know why. I think it's just, I'm I feel the, like you're my comfort a little bit, even though I still get kind of nervous doing this. No, but. no, no. I'm the same. If I'm like alone, I don't know what it is. I'll just start like, I get really hot. And then I start kind of looking at myself and I'm like, wait, what, who am I talking to? Like, what am I doing? It just, it's just so unnatural. You know what I mean? I know. And it's funny because, um, I was like looking at the YouTube of our, of my recording and my face got fucking like bright red as it was going on. Cause I got microneedling that morning. So like yes. when I first started my, my face looked like shiny, but like normal color ish, like a little more red. And then as the episode was going, I was like a legit tomato. It was just like white tomato, but it's okay. Your skin looked amazing though. Thanks, Mel. Yeah, I, I actually love that treatment, that microneedling. And I didn't know you did it. Is that the first time you did it? First time I've done it. It was microneedling with like... Um, uh, Radio frequency. Yes. the Yeah. Oh, you did? Did you do Morpheus? No, it was not Morpheus. It was legit the, oh. the microneedling. I did it at um, Revive. So they don't have the Morpheus yeah, no. laser. Oh, I thought... I, I didn't know like another... I mean, I'm assuming another company does that too, but. But I want to do yeah, the Morpheus. It's the same thing though. It's microneedling with radio frequency. Oh, that's what it is? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought it was like this different thing. I know it's like kind of trending right now. It's but... so trending. Yeah, I know. But it looks, I mean, it kind of, yeah, it's the same concept, right? Like they stamp your like face and just kind of with needles, small needles. Right. So d did she like stamp your face and then go in with like a tool that was injecting radio frequency or was it like all in one? It was all in one, but I was numbed first and all of that, but it was all in one. And do you see a difference like today in your I skin? I see, I feel like my skin, um, it doesn't look like I have, uh, I have freckles, right? Like on my forehead, on my nose, like on my mm -hmm. cheeks here. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like more even. I'm not, I'm not even just saying that. Like, it looks like more like the same texture. Yeah. Not texture. Uh, Color? Yeah. Tone? Yeah. Yeah. The same. Yeah. The same tone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to do it because I have like, um, I don't know what it is. Like, there's a really red dot here and then I have mm. some like dark spots. I'm assuming from me popping pimples. Yeah. And I just, mm. I, I was on TikTok and I think, you know, that Ariel Lori girl, yes. Lori, yeah. I don't know how to yeah, say yeah. her name. She, she posts all her procedures and like all her Oh my gosh. Stuff. I love her. I feel like she's so upfront and I respect it and appreciate it so much. Yeah. But she was doing, I think it was called Fraxel laser and they, yep. ju they just do it not all over your face, but just on the areas that are like hyperpigmented that you yeah. need to get rid of. And I yeah. kind of want to like go to Sandra and be like, can you just like target these like three areas? Cause yeah. every time just I take a picture, every honestly I face tune them I'm not gonna lie I just like you know erase them on my face yeah. tune or if I'm like wearing makeup I'll put on concealer on those three spots but like why don't yeah. I just get them removed you know what I mean yeah is it is and it's from like previous like acne or like sun damage well I it's probably both right because I'm in yeah. the sun a lot and I yeah. I do know if you 
pop a pimple and you have any sort of scarring and then you are exposed to UV, it it's going to make a dark spot. Yeah. So these two are from that, but this, this is, a, it's red. It almost looks mm. like it should be a scab, but it's yeah. flat. Maybe okay. it's like a burst blood vessel or something, Ooh, which I'm assuming yeah. probably can't be fixed by a laser, but yeah. it bothers me so much. I just want her to see what she can do. Does Sandra do lasers or like needling or anything? Or I she... don't think they have micro needling. They have the Morpheus machine. Oh my God. You should um, do that. I know I'm thinking about it, but okay. Full disclosure. I have not yeah. been wearing sunscreen for the last yeah. a long time and yeah. I just ordered some. Yeah. Um, and I, I have retinol to, to start too, Ooh. but I, I don't want to do the laser or the retinol until I have my sunscreen like in my drawer because yeah. there's no way that I'm going to start doing that stuff to my face and not have protection on my, on my skin. Yeah. And I think, I think my sunscreen is supposed to be delivered tomorrow. So then I'm going to start like doing all the things because. Yeah, that's good. I, I want to start on the like retinol. I'm, I'm good. Well, your skin still looks like a baby skin though. No, but when you get up close, like I promise, like I have a, I have fine lines. Like I do. I definitely do. Like lighting and all that shit. Definitely. I do. And my pores. Well, I feel and... like I look like an old lady, you know what I mean? No, you like, do I need, not. I need to stop going in the sun because my skin is just going to be so angry when I, you know, hit my late thirties. Yeah. I mean, the sun is like the biggest thing, but it's also like healthy for you. But depending on the time of the day, you're out there, right? I was like, just going to say. Sun. In, in my morning walks, I'm not yeah. going to wear sunscreen because I no. do still want to have like my skin exposed to the sun. How early do sometimes. you go? Two mil. You go early. Well, it's funny because you know how you're talking about morning routines? Yeah. I need, I need to change mine because right now I'm waking up, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm having water, I'm having glutamine, but... I'm having coffee probably 20 minutes after I wake up mm. and I'm sitting on the couch and it's, it's around six in the morning and I'm watching TV and I'm cuddling with the dogs and I'm waiting for Ian to wake up so we can go for a walk. And then by the yeah. time Ian wakes up, it's been like three hours. It's like nine o'clock mm -hmm. and now I'm tired because I, yeah. number one, had caffeine way too early, unnecessary. Right. Mm -hmm. And number two, I'm sitting around not doing anything. So I need to wake up and go, f go outside right away. Yeah. And that, that morning sun, like those rays or th that you, that light or whatever is like so good for your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I need to, I need to like get on that because it's the, the last couple I mean, I've been exhausted for like two weeks. So I don't yeah. know what's going on. It's interesting. Even this morning. So like I get up. I like have my brush my teeth, whatever, tongue scrape. I fucking love that thing. I go have Me my too. water. Yeah, it's the best. We went to Windsor and I forgot my tongue scraper for three days yeah. and I was so upset. I was like, yeah. I'm going to go to the drugstore and buy one. I was devastated. Yeah. They're yeah. amazing. So I do that, whatever, go out, have a coffee, have a freaking matcha, whatever it is. Um, even though I've been like, I've been gravitating towards coffee lately. This morning I went to the dentist early because I went and got my teeth cleaned and I had like a checkup exam thing, whatever. And I didn't have coffee for literally like, I can't do it this long. <laughs> I can, but like five hours. And I had it around, I don't know, two-ish, like after I got home and whatever, whatever. And I have like so much energy right now and I'm supposed to get my period. And I'm usually 
like dead. Like my period's supposed to come tomorrow. So the days leading up, I'm just like a fucking zombie. But right now I'm kind of like too caffeinated. And I'm like, holy shit, I guess this is kind of what it does when you just like prolong your caffeine consumption. Because yeah, you're right. First thing in the morning, which I love, it's like a ritual. But if you could like wait a little, me too, then you have it. I feel like the, mm-hmm. you just will have more natural energy throughout the day, you know? Yeah. But I have to. I have to like start exercising some self-discipline and just changing the routine. I completely agree. I'm, I admire Melissa, you guys, because her bedtime routine and her like ability to like wake up though in the morning is pretty fucking phenomenal. Since I've known you, you've been, you've like put yourself to bed like a baby, even if everyone's up shooting the shit at like nine, nine thirty. She's like, okay, this has been fun, but I'm literally going to bed. And I'm like, wow, but you're, I feel like you sleep, your sleep hygiene is fucking spot on money. Yeah. But my, my intensity for my night routine is so ingrained timing st- stopping eating before yeah. washing my face a certain way brushing my teeth a certain way reading a book like being in my clean bed like I'm so routine about it but the morning it's it's like a shit show which is weird because I feel like in the morning you actually have more um energy to your prefrontal cortex so you're usually it's easier to be disciplined you have right. more resources to actually make decisions that you want to make And I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm up so early. I have so much time to relax before I have to do anything. And it's just, it's so bad. I hate it. I need to. No, I don't think that's necessarily bad though. And honestly, I've actually listened to that Ariel girl talk about how her night routine is more important than her morning routine. She's like, I love my morning routine and what I do in the morning, but like my night routine sets me up for the whole, the next day. And I just mm-hmm. like feel like if that's off or if I'm out late or I have a late dinner or I'm eating late or I mm-hmm. don't do X, Y, Z, like my next day is a little bit fucked. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I think night routine, nighttime routine, excuse me, is just as important, if not more, really, when you think about it. No, I, I agree completely. I will never, I, the way I wake up is the most important thing to me. If I wake up and my mouth is fuzzy because mm. I ate badly mm. before brushing my brushing my teeth or if I didn't sleep or if I didn't sleep well or if I feel like grimy, I just, yeah. my whole day is off. But yeah. there does, there is something to say for like waking up and rehydrating and getting sunlight before yeah. I inject caffeine into my, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm so, I, I just, and it's, the other day I was drinking, oh, we ordered coffee and I came out and I had two and Ian was like, oh, you got me one. That's so nice. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. And he's like, can I have a sip of yours? I'm like, sure, of course. We're driving to my parents' house. I'm like, yeah, you can have a sip. And he sips it. He's like, why don't you just have milk with sugar? Literally, Christopher says the same thing. He's like, you're drinking fucking sugar milk. And I'm like, shut up. No, it's not. But I, he's like, you actually don't like coffee. You like literally milk coffee like not even real coffee like I'm not Mm -hmm. a true coffee drinker can drink it like black and I'm like ooh, Mm -hmm. the taste I taste the different notes it's like Mm -hmm. wine you know some people are like hardcore coffee connoisseurs but like me I'm just like I totally agree I'm like give me all of the freaking milk and creamer and stevia and mug fruit and fucking electrolytes I put all this random shit in there I don't even know what I put in I made a little concoction I switch it up all the time I've been listening to Fast Like a Girl. Oh, yeah. How do you like it? Well, 
I had to, I had to start listening because I have had very, I've been fasting for probably five months. Okay. And the first, the first like three to four months, I felt great. Like energy, hormones, everything. My cycle has been very strange for the last, like, no, probably only one cycle. And my cycle is very late right now. I'm honestly Mm. thinking I'm missing it or I'm pregnant. I don't have no idea. Stop. Um, Shut up. (laughs) You guys, you're going to hear it first. Baby (laughs) Valier on the way. I doubt it. It's not not impossible, but I doubt it. Um, But I started to kind of think about my eating and I was like, okay, I'm not feeding up enough or at the right times or with the right food. So then I started listening to her book because I was like, Mm -hmm. something is, something's not like working right here. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about my coffee drinking and I'm like, shit, because fasting sounds so sexy when she talks about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it does. Six yep. hours and re- reset your immune system and like autophagy and all these things. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to do this all. But then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't e- I probably can't even have coffee creamer for it to actually be a true fast. Uh, OK, I fe- I've heard like mixed reviews about this, like black coffee with like some MCT or like a splash of whatever I've heard is like, Meh, it's not going to like completely break your fast, but at the same time it's calories. Right. So you're like, mm-hmm. does it break the fast? But some people believe like that it's like liquid. It's not like a solid food. Your body has to like digest and like break down, but I yeah. don't really know. I've heard conflicting things with this with like, For- I, I'm not done her book yet. I don't even yeah. know if she talks about, I think she does on, in one chapter that's coming. She up, does. Yeah. Tells you how to fast and then how, what breaks it. But I do, from what I'm understanding so far is that the different purposes of fasting. Mm-hmm. So if it's for weight loss, I have a feeling having coffee with a bit of creamer is still going to keep you in your fast. Yeah. But if you're trying to do like an immune system reset mm. and actually get like the cell turnover and the detoxing, I'm, she's calling it a water fast. Yeah, so I'm no. assuming it's- to, to have your body get to that stage where it's going to start to really like heal and detox. Mm. Yeah. I'm assuming then you, the coffee and the creamer would be a no, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're completely right. You're completely right. I know like, cause yeah, she talks about it like 24 hours, you get this. And then if you do a 48 hour one, you can tap into autophagy and then the, a you know, a three day one, your cells are turning over and you're resetting your immune system, which is really cool. Like, mm. honestly, I feel like, there, the pendulum swung to like fasting, 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 keto. Like it was like the big thing. Right. And now mm-hmm. it's like kind of swung back the other way where it's like, you have to eat breakfast. You'll mess up your blood why sugar. Is, if you don't. Why is that happening now? You I see that? Seeing... Or is it just me? No, no I that, keep right? seeing all these like beautiful young fit girls. And all yeah. they're talking about is like, oh, now I wake up hungry and I'm eating and now I'm healthy and my hormones are better and almost like shaming fasting. And I'm like, right. what is going on? Like, this is yeah. so extreme. Exactly. But again, like a few years ago, um, just last year, the year before, it was really hard into like fasting and autophagy and cell turnover and anti-aging and all these things. And now it's back to like, you have to eat breakfast within 30 minutes of waking up or you're going to like totally fuck your blood sugar throughout the whole day. And I'm all for like your first meal when you break your fast. Like, you know, you do a huge smoothie. I don't know what you have now, but I remember you you used to do like Uh tons of berries and like 
a lot of protein and like high all the protein, like antioxidants. Yeah. 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 Like that's how you should break your fast, high fiber, high fat, high protein. Mm. But I don't honestly, like for me, I I really do, I truly believe I listen to my body most of the time. I don't wake up starving. I do not wake up. You you wake up at fucking 5:30 in the morning. I doubt you want to go slam like some eggs or a shake at 6 a.m. Like that sounds kind of if, I'll repulsive. tell you this. If I if I ate a fuck ton of carbs and sugar the day before, I 100% do. But mm. my and I think that's because my blood sugar is very like I'm sensitive, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. On, an, on a normal daily basis, I'm not eating a lot of carbs and sugars. So no, my blood sugar is pretty even all the time yeah. and I don't wake up starving. But yeah. if I do have a day where we've eaten high sugar, high carb, I do wake up the next morning and I'm like fucking starving. Right, right. And I think it's just like, I totally agree. And this is where like it comes down to like really figuring out your body because sometimes... um like say the day before, like my, my meals weren't really balanced or they were a little bit sporadic or like I ate really, I didn't really eat throughout the day, but then at night I kind of ate a lot. And I don't usually do that anymore because I talked to my doctor about this and I will, I, sometimes I would go to bed and I would wake up the next morning and I would have these really intense heart palpitations. And I'm like, this is fucking like where I could like feel and hear my yeah. heart melt. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like, oh, my heart's beating a little like fast. And I told my doctor about it. She's like, you need to like eat something to stabilize your blood sugar before you go to bed. Not, it doesn't have to be dirty or bad or shit food, but just eat something to kind of like stabilize your blood sugar because that's like a little bit of a blood sugar irregulation. And I noticed for me, like it really depends because sometimes if I am hungry or if I wake up later, I'll be like, okay, I need to eat. Or certain times around when I'm ovulating, I do. I like just tap into it. But like sometimes I, do, I wake up and I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm not forcing a fast. I'm just like, I don't want to eat right this second. I don't feel like eating a ton of food. So the, like we talked about this in an episode before where we, you just like really have to listen to your body. And just because one person eats breakfast 30 minutes within waking up and one person likes to like prolong their breakfast a little bit, doesn't mean like one or the other is best for you. You just kind of have to figure out like what you like or what you don't like. Right. And I don't know. I just, I, I agree completely. And now it's, it's very, it's very toxic when you see someone and they're saying, if you feel like this, you are unhealthy. That to me is a huge red flag because nothing is that black and white. And what I keep Mm -hmm. seeing on TikTok and Instagram is these girls saying like, if you wake up and you're not hungry, your metabolism is broken. And that is so false. And they're just, they're saying this and putting this in the world. And I don't want some girl to see this and be like, oh my God, when I wake up, I'm not super hungry. I must have metabolic damage. That is not true at all. Like, no, no, it's not that simple. It's not black and white. It's not like this equals this. So if anyone is speaking like that on their Instagram or on their platform, just take it as a red flag that it's probably not accurate and just move on with your life. No, I, nothing is that simple. No, I completely agree. And especially because like so many, um, people nowadays get their advice or their tips or like what they should do from influencers. So I know you and me, like we never want to like 
tell people what to do. Like we mm-hmm. truly just share like things that have worked, maybe things that haven't worked, but I don't want someone to walk away from this and be like, oh, well, Melissa and Courtney fast, so I need to fast. You know, like, no, that literally might not work for you. So you just got to like figure out what you want to do. But just because you hear something, like you said, Mel, and and it's if you like the example, like if you don't wake up hungry, that doesn't mean you're broken. And that doesn't mean you have a fucked up metabolism. It doesn't. And nothing is that no. like black and white at all. No. So yeah, no. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, how have you been feeling with like social media? I don't even know. I feel like I'm not on it. Yeah, you're not. I really fucking respect that about you. <laughs> and I really love that. Do you like I, ever I, really like scroll scroll or not really? Like maybe you kind of dabble, but not like. If I'm looking for something okay. like curly hair routine or yes. um, dyeing my hair or skincare, I'll mm-hmm. go look and then I might end up on like a scroll train especially if I go to TikTok to like look for curly hair routine and then it starts, the algorithm gets me, but I'm never, that's, I would never pick up my phone because I had a spare moment of like nothing and start scrolling my feed. It's usually, I'm like, Oh, I would like to look for a new hair product or I would like to look for a new facialist or like I'm, I'm usually seeking information Mm -hmm. or resources. Yeah. If I, if I have spare time, I'll usually read my book or watch TV or like clean the house. I'm not, that's never something that I do. Um, I also, I try really hard if I'm in the car, like waiting, or if I'm in the grocery store and I'm waiting in line or something to not Mm -hmm. do that. Do it. Yeah. It's just like gross. Like it's so gross. I'm sorry. I do it and it's fucking gross. I need to just pull myself out. It's so gross. I know. If I was if I was a 50 year old and I was standing in line and there was someone in front of me and they couldn't even wait in line or wait for the person to scan their groceries without like looking at their phone, I would be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. But there have been times where I'm so not present that I'm in the grocery store and I'm doing that. Like, ew, yeah, that's, I just, I, I try really hard not to do that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I have tried really hard and then I've like fallen back into like the little algorithm and I'm, I'm thankful that I do not use TikTok. I have a TikTok. I don't go scroll on TikTok. Like I don't really go on TikTok at all. I think it's just like too much stimulation for me. It's just like a lot, but I do do that on Instagram. So it's not like one is better than the other. I mean, they're no, both no, no, very but I do think it's very, it's very self-aware to know that if you were to go on there, you would be trapped. Ian, Ian will oh. never get it. Never. No. Because he knows he's similar to you. If yeah. he starts that he will be lost in it. Whereas like, yeah. I don't, I have, I don't really care. I'm not going to lose myself in the TikTok. but if I were someone yeah. that could, I would because TikTok is actually a tr- it's a trap. Yeah, it's, it's a like a drug sucking trap. Yes. Yeah. Where like you just get in and then you're just like then an hour goes by, 2 hours and you're like holy shit, I just spent all this time scrolling or I'm on this random person's page that I don't even know, looking at their life and their dog and their kid and their and I'm not saying that's like a bad thing. But it just, I have just like really I have really noticed and you know I've brought this up so many times like 
I have to be way stronger with the boundaries I create with my phone. I can't just be like, no, I'm not going to go on it. Cause like, sometimes it's so second nature where like my hand will just go and I know exactly where it is. I'm like, this is gross. As you would say, this is not okay. So I like actually have to hold delete app. I have to. Or I'm just, it's just, I need to literally get it off the home screen. Cause if not, I will just go click on it. And that's like, not how I want to live my life. I feel way too out of the present moment. And I notice I do that when I'm not, when I'm feeling like dysregulated or like, it's almost, I was going to say when you're not regulating and dealing with your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll just go do it. It's just like a numbing thing. Like, Oh, I don't want to clean right now. I don't want to do laundry and blah. Like, let me just go. It's just like a distraction. And I just, yeah, it's not really how I want to show up in this world or live. It's, it's like, you're not, no one's going to remember your followers or what you post or this or that, or when you die. And there's an app. Oh my God. I saw this app, Mel, where you connect your socials and it tells you, this is disgusting. I haven't downloaded this app and I, and I, I want to make sure I word this right, but it pretty much tells you like how many days you take off your life. Like if you had, it gives you an average. Like if you were to live to like 85, well, actually you're going to only live to 81 because you're spending four years over like this accumulated time on this app, which is like, that's so messed up to me. I didn't download it because maybe I don't want to see the truth of the years (laughs) shaved off my life. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be 30 in a month. Um, but yeah, no, I need to really create some, I, I need to, no, I know what I need to do. Just fucking hold, delete, and it's done. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think having like discipline with things make you feel better. It might be hard yes. in the moment, like, right? Like maybe if going to the gym or walking or doing whatever or eating something beneficial for you, like it might be yeah. like hard, but it's worth it. And you start to feel better about yourself. it builds I think it builds confidence too and trust in yourself Mm. which is so important I don't know if I talked about this on the pod but remember how like when we were in Italy I was like taking pictures of everything Mm -hmm. did I tell you this and then Christopher kind of was like a little bit like annoying (laughs) not I mean yeah like he wasn't like annoyed like put your phone away but he's like babe you have to take a picture of the sunset. Like, how about we just watch it together? And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with me? But he's right. And I was like, ah, you're right. But it's so pretty. But like, does it need to be documented? Like I document like way too much. Like I have like 120,000 pictures in my phone. That's like, what do you even have pictures of, Cordy? I don't know. I do. Yeah, there's a balance. You take pictures of everything, but like I take pictures of nothing. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I had like pictures, you know? So there's yeah. a balance. But how have things with you been? Like what's going on in your life? Anything new? I don't really know. I My life is like so chill. Like I feel like all yeah. we do is like we go to our gym. We hang out with our parents. All Like all three sets of them. We hang out with our friends. And we hang out together. And then we just, that's just all we've been doing. It's very. I love that. It's very zen. I think we feel very like balanced right now. And I'm very thankful that like we're here and, you know. Yeah, that's like the best to feel like Mm -hmm. that. It truly is. It's like better than anything. To feel like balanced and just like happy and can just really content with like where you're at. You know, I I don't Mm -hmm. think there's 
anything wrong with that. I have not felt balanced at all. And it's made me feel like all the fuck over. And I just don't like how that feels, but it's okay. We're working to get balanced. Um, but I want to ask you this because <laughs> I'm thinking of it from the last Q and a I did. Did you listen to the last part about female friendships? Yeah. I listened to it all. Oh, I love you. Yes, girl. No, I know. You were like, fuck, I had to edit it for you. Um, no, I don't have to listen to it to edit it, but I did. Of course, oh. I listened to it all. Oh. I'm like curious. I'm yeah. a fan too. I want to know. Well, I'm a fan of you, Mel. I love you. But okay, what advice, what advice would you give girls our age in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s? I guess it doesn't even really matter what age advice with like female friendships like how to create like really strong female friendships in your opinion because i feel like you have some solid friendships female friendships in your life right that you've been friends with for quite a long time yeah i'm obsessed with all three of my girlfriends i only have three but like <laughs> i i don't need any and you sorry for yeah but i mean here it's hard because like i've been friends with them for so long but I do remember a time in my life where I kind of had to, <laughs> I almost said, take out the trash. That's awful. <laughs> I um, mean, I, I had whatever. to audit my relationships in my yes. life and I had to go, like, I was listening to what you were saying and I thought it was very yeah. powerful about figuring out what matters to you, what you want in a friendship and being super mm -hmm. clear on that and making sure that those are the relationships that you have in your life. Yeah. I think I got to a point in my like mid twenties, I had developed a very close relationship with my parents and I had been with Ian for a few years and I started to kind of understand what it meant to feel safe with somebody, mm -hmm. to feel like nothing is ever going to be used against you, that you say mm -hmm. to them that if you're not around, you don't have to worry about them saying something that is going to hurt you in any yeah. way or that's not true yeah. to who you are. And when I started to realize what that felt like, I started to become very sensitive to a few of the relationships that I had that weren't like that. So there were times where I would feel like I had to watch my back or protect myself or I would hear that someone said something and someone didn't stick up for me and things like that and I just started mm -hmm. to realize that I can't be close with people that aren't fiercely loyal and I mm -hmm. just really did some pretty big cuts and I never yeah. looked back because it's just not worth it to me. I'm, yeah. I'm someone that is very affected if I feel like I'm not affected what if people that aren't close to me are saying nasty things about me or even like neutral things about me or mm -hmm. a bit judgmental, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not, and I'm not being dramatic. It's not big comments like, Oh, she's a bitch or she's ugly or she's fat. It's not things like that. It's more little things like, Oh, did you notice that Melissa does this now? Or did you know, little comments yeah. that happen behind your back that really yeah. don't feel great. I had two very close girlfriends in my early twenties that I didn't really trust. And I kind of mm. realized that I didn't trust them because I had built trusting relationships and I just decided to cut them out and I never looked back. And yeah. now the relationships that I have chosen to foster and to work towards, I think I've realized in my late 30 or in not my late thirties, Jesus, not <laughs> don't, yet. don't time hop not now. Yet. In my early 30s, yes. 
it's very important to put effort into your relationships. It's very important to make the people that you care about feel like a priority. And Mm -hmm. just because you love them doesn't mean that they know you love them. You have to tell them, you have to show them. I think it's very important to be vulnerable to girlfriends that you want to be close with. I think if you're going to be with your girlfriends and you're going to pretend that your life is perfect all the time, that you and your husband don't fight and whatever. And maybe if that's true, that's true. But to put on a, on, on a front in front of people, you're never going to get a deep connected relationship. And that's something that, that I've definitely learned and leaned into in the past couple of years. I think you have to really make sure people know that you care about them and that you want to spend time with them and that they matter to you. And I think the more you do that, the closer that you're going to get to people. Um, But again, I only am going to do that with people who deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I think your question was more how to find people that deserve that. Yeah. And that's hard for me to answer because I've, I met these girls when I was, I was so young. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, you're three solid girls now or the the girls you kind of had to like evaluate and cut off? All of them. All of yeah. them. Yeah. Like my best friend, Ashley, I've known since I was 16. Oh, yeah, you Heather, have. I yeah, yeah. Heather, I met her, I think I was 18 when I met her. Leah, I met at work when I was, I think, 21. Mm. So those were all They're very organic. Yeah. And you're also more social. I was way more social Mm -hmm. back then. So it was, it's easy to make connections when you're younger, when you're older, it's probably hard to, to meet someone that's not already in your life. Right. Exactly. Like, where do you go to like meet friends? Like, I don't know. It's like, where do you, and this is people ask this too, like, where do you go to meet, uh, or find a partner or meet someone? It's like, it's really hard, right? Like it's really, I feel like it's really challenging now days to like find someone, um, I don't know that you like connect with and, you know, if they're not already in your life, it's very challenging. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge like proponent of controlling what you can. And in my mind, if you are being your truest, best version of yourself, you're going to be in a place to be prepared to make those relationships and meet the people that you want. So I would just focus on that. And the more that you are clear on who you are and what you want, the more you're going to attract those type of people that are are meant to be in your life, whether it's going to be at the grocery store or at the gym or at a coffee shop. If, you know, if you see a girl and you like the way she's dressing, give her a compliment. If you like yeah. her hair, ask her where she gets her hair done, things like this. And I believe if your energy is healthy and you are in a good place and you're your best version of yourself, your energy is going to attract yes people from those small interactions, if that makes sense. I agree. Like when you are truly who you are, people will just start filtering in that align with like that version of you. I agree with that mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. It, it can definitely be challenging though. Um, but I, I also think putting yourself out there, which is, I think like back, back in the days and like your early twenties and even my late teens, early twenties, it was way more easy to be social. Cause like 
social media wasn't a form of like communication. We actually had to like talk to people and like, you know what I mean? Like go out of our way to like make friends or meet people. And now I just think like so many people are connected online that it's like they don't have real relationships in real life. I'm not saying everyone, but I think it's it can be more like normal. But I, I truly feel you need like real in-person relationships, like deep. Not saying you can't have that with someone like long distance, like I am with you, you know, yeah. but it's it's more challenging. It is. You have to definitely like make an effort. So it's just putting yourself out there. That's the tip, guys. Just put yourself out there and create that energy by being that energy, I guess, to attract those people in your life, to attract those friends and those relationships. Want to get to these questions? It's already been yeah. 55 minutes. These yeah, let's you, these poor people heard us talk about nothing. No, they 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 actually like the long answers. They said, <laughs> "I'm like, okay, thanks guys." Okay, so this says, can you talk about having children in your 30s? Mm -hmm. Time management, traveling, their dad's career, which I'm assuming is our husband's career, family, and our plans when our husbands retire from competing. Do you want to start? <sighs> yeah. It's kind of, I it's, mean, it, it's like a question, but it's not really a question. Yeah. Let me just try to answer this the best of my ability and like kind of what I'm feeling. So mm -hmm. I don't think Christopher and I will have kids until he is actually done competing. No, I, I don't think I know that's not happening. It's not going to happen. And you know, if it happened, it would happen and I would embrace it. But like, I'm not trying to get pregnant in the next Why, two, can, three years. Can, can I ask who came to that decision? Was it both of you together? Was it you? Was it him? And why and how you came to that decision? Honestly, I don't think we like came to that decision. Like, oh, we are not having kids. Like, honestly, if it happened, it would, like I said, we would embrace it and it would be like amazing. But I like straight up competing and like his competing career, it takes, a, it's, it's, a, it's very time consuming, right? They're very in, they're locked in. And I'm not saying he can't be a present dad, but even Christopher has said, I don't want to have kids and compete. I don't want to do that. I want to be involved in my kid's life and not saying you can't have children and compete. There are tons of people who do it. There is a lot. But like Christopher and Ian have already been competing for like, what, 10 years? Like, Oh my God, they both, start, they both started so young. They yeah, both like were a, successful so young. Yeah, Right, like a decade mm -hmm. of their life. So kind of like mm -hmm. when you... And, and yeah, you could, as a man and as a woman, I guess you can keep going decades upon decades. But speaking for Chris, not that I want to do that, but what he's told me is he does not want to have babies while he's competing. Granted, we have talked, and if it happened, we would embrace it. But it's not something I'm trying to do. Like, I need to get pregnant. Like, no. Um, and honestly, I'm really glad I always thought I ha would have like this plan of when I would get married, when I would have kids, all these things. And the plan has not gone accordingly, like at all. Like I'm not getting married in my 20s. I'm not getting pregnant in my 20s. And I'm just also learning to like lean into it and like not really overthink or stress, you know? Like mm -hmm. I do, granted, no, I don't want to push it so far where I'm like, 38, 39, 40s, and be like, okay, let's try to have a kid. 
yeah, stressed about no. fertility. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be like, woo, like not have a game plan. Like I do like structure to an extent, but not structure to the point where like it's got to happen on this day and this time and, you know, by this deadline. I'm just like, okay, the goal is to start having kids in my early 30s. When will that be? I don't know. But I'm not really stressed about it. I think it's very normal now too, like for women to have, no, it's not, I don't think, I know. There's like a a statistic, excuse me, where I think it's like 50% of women by the age of 30 do not have babies. Mm -hmm. Where back with our, like when our parents were having kids, that wasn't really probably like an accurate statistic. Like it was, mm-hmm. people got pregnant earlier. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, like it's, it's okay. I mean, what do you think about this? Like you're 32, right? You're 32 or 31? Mm-hmm. You're 32. 32. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk to me about, I know you've like t- talked a little bit about fertility and like you're looking at your eggs, which I, I know you've done, right? Like mm-hmm. you've mentioned this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like, how do you feel about it? And how do you feel if you got pregnant right now and Ian was like, I'm competing for two more years? Like, obviously you wouldn't be like, well, <laughs> no, you I, can't. Um, I used to be like you. I used to be very firm on the idea that I wouldn't have babies until he was done competing. Yeah. Um, for for a multitude of reasons, obviously having a child while your husband is on cycle is different and it dip more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband competing is takes up a lot of his mental energy and his not necessarily his time. And I I, I found it interesting when you were talking and saying that he's like competing is like almost a hindrance, but. I feel like Christopher's professional life is much more demanding than his bodybuilding career. He, yeah. So yeah. like Christopher competes once a year, you know what I mean? You're right. Like if, no, you're right. If you're all right. if all Christopher did was compete, I don't really I don't really see that being a hindrance to having a baby. His professional career 100%. Um which is why I kind of have changed my idea of my life a little bit because I was very black and white before. I was like, I'm not having a baby while he's competing. Bodybuilders are selfish. They All they care about is when they eat and when they sleep and when they train and like kind of nasty to be honest. And now I see my husband in more, a more accurate light and I'm like, well, wait a second. Like he has way more time and way more energy and way more resources to be a dad than the average man who has to work 40 plus hours a week and who's stressed about money and who's stressed about time management. And I also have a husband who stays quite emotionally like in tune and available mm-hmm. even when he's getting ready for a show. But yeah. I don't think I would want to have a six-year-old while Ian is a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. But I do think having a a newborn, a toddler while Ian is still competing is totally fine. And honestly, it might happen for our lives. I don't really know. I don't, Ian doesn't have a timeline on his career. I don't want to, I don't want 
my fertility or our want for a child to put a timeline on his bodybuilding career. I want that to be his decision when he's done, when he wants to. Um, I want him to have everything he wants. If that's a kid now and competing now, then I want to give that to him too. So I don't, uh, I think everyone's lives are so different and you Mm -hmm. know when it's right for you. I don't think it has Mm -hmm. anything to do with your age. Um, or even your financial status. Because for me, what what I want financially to be comfortable to have a baby is probably completely different for what someone else wants to have. So yeah. I yeah. would just urge women to do, to, to do what they want and what's right for them and their husband, because it's going to be different for everybody. And it's probably, it, it changes even for for me, right? Like yeah. at, at one point I was like, no, not until you're retired. And now I'm like, well, no, my relationship is, and, and my husband and me, we're in a place mentally and maturity wise that it doesn't really matter if he's still competing, like we're ready. We, we would be ready to have a baby now. I'm not yeah. going to now because of life and your wedding and all these kind of things. But do I think that next year I'll be ready to start trying 100%? And yeah. I, 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 there's no way Ian's going to be retiring next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, for sure. Thing, things are, I don't know. I used to be so rigid in my decisions. And that's yeah. why I'm smiling when you were saying like, I wanted to get married in my 20s and I wanted yeah. to start having babies yeah. by the time I was 28 and all these things. And I used I used to be so rigid and now I'm kind of like, well, why, why do I think like, like I have to think like that? Yeah. Everything is going to be fine no matter what, as long as I have my, you know, mental health and my finances and my like security in check, I really don't need to like worry too much about it. I don't think. Yeah. I think when you try to control more stuff, it just, it, (laughs) Like I said, you can have structure and a game plan or like an, a rough, like, okay, I, maybe by 34 or 35, we can start trying in or whatever that looks like. But I don't, I don't think being as rigid, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and I'm not going to lie. Like what you said about like Chris's like business, it does, it takes up, I mean, yeah, he's, he's very busy. He travels a lot. He's kind of like pulled in a hundred directions. He has like a lot of different companies. He's doing a lot of different things. Yes. He only does one show, but when he does that one show, he's pretty like any competitor. Ian's locked in. Chris is locked in, but Chris is like, you know how you said Ian kind of has like his emotions don't really like change mm-hmm. where, where Christopher will kind of like go like into like a, like a, just kind of like a zone in where like, He's, he yeah, shows and up, I, listen, it's a little listen, less I, intensely, you know? Yeah, and I, I respect that, but I also know who Christopher is as a man, and if he had a baby, like, he would still be an amazing dad 12 months a year. Those three he months was. of prep, wouldn't he? nothing would change, and it yeah. wouldn't make him his prep harder. It really wouldn't. I don't know why we tell ourselves the, these things. You I know don't I mean? know either. I don't, and he, I, I forgot we were talking about something, not last night, but the night before. Um, where this this will be saved for another podcast. But we we're talking about like hopefully I say this word right, monogamy, and like why women wanting more like emotion and men being more like they. You know, I'm not categorizing men and women here, but like 
men are kind of more designed to plant their seed and da, 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 da. And it's just like, we got into this really deep conversation. It was actually great. We can save it for another time, but it kind of led us into this whole like baby talk and getting pregnant and like kids and all this, all these things. And he made a comment and he's like, it would be cool to have like you and like a brand new baby on stage at the Olympia. I'm like, okay, well that's not happening this Olympia. And uh, I mean, maybe next after we get married, but we'll see. We're not jumping there. Um, and yeah, I don't really know how long he's going to compete. I don't. So it's just kind of, no, like it depends as we shouldn't, we can't tell the future. You know what I mean? Right. I just, right. I think, I think we get like so rigid in our thoughts and like we yeah. even, we label others and we label ourselves and we do these like, like, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies and these confirmed biases where we're just like, well, when he preps, he's like this, so we can't have a baby. But like, that's not really true. And there also might be a prep this year where he's not like that anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, we all grow know. and we evolve and like who we are to our yeah. core, it's never going to change. And who he is, is like a very loving, caring person. And yeah. who it's it's completely plausible and fair that maybe you guys will wake up one day next year and be like, wow, our life is really ready for a baby and and I'm not ready to stop competing yet. And that's okay too. You yeah, know what I mean? You're right. Like, you're right. It's I a, think yeah. I agree. I feel I feel like I, I used to I used to think exact I've said multiple times I'm not gonna have a baby until he's done competing. <laughs> and I'm like, why why did I even think like that? What did yeah. I think that was going to save me or something? Like, did I yeah, think I that was going to like, like make everything perfect? Like, I don't know. I don't fucking care. Like, I yeah. can, I, it's just crazy. Okay. But let me ask you real quick, Mel, is there a timeline? Like you want to start trying like next year or no? Are you just kind of like, no, not, I'm not like, obviously you got your IUD out. You're like, we talked about that, like birth control. You're not doing that anymore, but I was, talking to, like, I was talking to Ian's sister about this because she is um, a type A and she's a very successful person. Whatever she wants to do, she does it and she does it well. And when she decided she wanted, ba she wanted to have a baby, she started tracking, she did it and she got pregnant right away. And it was just yeah. like, Boom. and she was like, when you decide you want it, like you're going to start, you're, you're going to do it too. I know you are. And I was like, I don't think so. I really think I'm probably just going to continue to live my life and maybe I'll stop being careful one day and maybe something will happen. And that's just yeah. kind of what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think bo both Ian and I really don't like to feel something that's like beautiful and special to ever feel like pressure. So right. I, right. Just, I don't, I don't know. I've, I feel like I've changed and like leaned a lot into peace over the last like six months. I've had mm. to, to be honest, but yeah. I'm very thankful for it because I just don't really, I don't have very much stress and pressure in my body and in my mind anymore for anything. And it's just that's like whatever fucking happens, beautiful. Happens. I love that Mel. That's just like such a freeing feeling. Really? It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like even we were talking about um, like immigration and me going mm. to the Olympia and all these things. And Ian's sister was like, I'm so excited. And then she kind of looked at me and she's like, oh, like, do you want me to talk about it in front of you? Like, I don't want to make you feel badly. And I'm like, 
no, I you, please talk about it in front of me. I want you to have fun. I want you to see your brother on stage. Like, I hope mm. I get to be there. But if I'm not there, that's okay, too. Like, I'm, a- I'm actually like, just so okay. I don't know. It's, it's, you crazy. feel like it is what it is almost like you can't really change it. So like, why you have two options, right? Like stress and you try to control and freak out. And yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't feel have motions of feeling sad or whatever, but also like, kind of like, let go right and like that's where the peace comes well no i'll I'll, i can feel disappointment but like me as a human i want to feel like happy yeah and i do believe that we start to think that like outside things are going to bring us the happiness and joy that Mm -hmm. we want but i think i get to choose to be happy and if i just continue to choose that then it doesn't really matter what happens like of course there's disappointment and there's frustration and there's insecurity and like i have all those feelings too all the time but i do usually end up like putting my head on the pillow at night and still like rooting myself in gratitude and joy and it's just it's just making like outcomes not feel as dire or as Mm. like detrimental to me yeah and that and that honestly includes having a baby because that might not happen too I don't know I Mm. can even when I was like trying to go to fertility and I was like I want to make sure everything's okay like everything could be okay and then when you try it couldn't work Mm. right yeah so like what's the point yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes when we stress ourselves out more we like overthink or we're like trying to control again it's just like it just why live in that state you know like just yeah yeah Yeah. what about when he when he does retire like what's Mm -hmm. that look like for you like your life probably won't change very much is it just like maybe you spending more time with him yeah I think it's like spending more time and slowing down together, together. I'm definitely more in slow-mo than he is. Obviously it's, you know, Mm -hmm. he's definitely like more pulled all over the place. And like, even like last week he got home three nights around like 10 30, 11 PM, just from being out filming a video. Uh, Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I'm, you know, you don't really get to spend, a lot of time. So for me, I think the biggest thing with him would be like quality time together mm-hmm. and slowing down. Like, I think that's going to be the thing that changes the most, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, whenever sure. that time comes, what about you guys? I just want him to still feel uh, purposeful and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think our, like we spend 16 hours of quality time together a day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, we're pretty spoiled. If anything, I think yeah. once he, once he retires, that might actually go the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, I just want him to still feel passionate and fulfilled mm. in whatever he decides to do. Yeah. That's important and, for anyone yeah. in life. Man, woman. Yeah. yeah. To have that sense of fulfillment is like, it gives you something to work towards not even not like materialistic just like whatever it is it's a it's a it's a a purpose to your days that's very important you know what I mean you can't you can't just um live off like nothing like even financially who cares like you can't just live every day and not really have a purpose Mm, yes it's that's not healthy yeah 
I mean, he's he's thrown around some business ideas in the last like couple of weeks. He seems like pretty optimistic, which is yeah. some, something that you need to kind of plan for the future. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited for him. I hope that he gets to continue to bodybuild for longer. Cause I know he's not even near finished yet, but yeah. And he's young for a bodybuilder. Ian's young. Like mm-hmm. men don't really hit their prime till what, like mid thirties, little bit creeping into the not late thirties, but like it it's, it's yes, but there are other factors, right? Because same with Christopher, like, yes, he's young in terms of like a bodybuilder and the age where they peak, but there is also time, time under tension, right? There's like time, the amount of time that you have been competing, that you have been Mm -hmm. training this hard, beating your body up using PEDs. Like you can't do that for 20 years straight. The guys that are, that are peaking and that are like 38 and they're still going, they have, they've, haven't really been competing since they were like 19 years old. Right. They started in their late twenties, early thirties. It's different. Exactly. So I don't know. You never know. Just as long as they're both Ian and Christopher are so health conscious that I'm sure it's not going to be too long because even if like, you know, they still feel healthy and markers are still good. They want to stop while they're good. It's not like they want to stop when the markers go to shit. Right. So. That's, yeah, it's your quality of life. So yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. Was there another part to that or was that it? There's another question, but it's already been too long. And yeah. the next question we'll will be, wa- the, the next question will be way too long. So we'll just, and my like, next week. and my, it's like getting darker in this room and like, yeah. do I look Why? like it's, it's like, I'm like, it's dark, right? Like you Is can. Is it raining outside or something? No, I'm just sitting in a dark room and at first when we were recording, it was really bright and then it's just slowly has gotten darker. Oh, is it late? Oh my God. Yeah. It's five o'clock. It's five. Yeah. So whatever. We'll close it out. You guys. Thank oh, you. Let's, yes. let's, we want to start doing um, like an advice yeah. segment at the end of every episode. So this could be you asking tips on how to train, how to eat, how to be, how to create a fulfilled life, how to, I don't know, fulfill your man, like whatever, whatever, literally whatever you want. Um, and then at the end of every episode, we just, will probably pick one and we'll just kind of go into depth of like what we think. And again, this is like, we're just talking to you guys based on our life experience. It's nothing else. It's, it's life experience and our, it's coming from a place of like love and personal experience, not from totally. this is, this is what you should do. And we know best. So yeah. keep that in mind. So For sure. or give us like please. a scenario, you know, yeah. like, give, like a specific scenario, like whatever it might be like, Hey, this happened with my guy and I don't know what to think because he's liking this or he's over here or maybe you feel disconnected and he's in prep, whatever it is. Scenarios are fun too because we can like break it down. We won't share yes. your name or like we won't. Like, it'll be anonymous for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Top or secret. like my mother-in-law is crazy. Like how do I deal with this or anything yes. like that? Like please. Yeah. And we, we I will, love like, those. Yeah. We'll do our best to like give you good advice. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay guys. guys. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm glad I'm back. I felt weird not doing one last week. I felt like I, was I know like you've done, you've done one every, you haven't stopped. 
solo. I felt like I was playing. I, I felt like I was playing hooky. Literally, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get fired." Oh no, well, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, you're back. You're back in action. You might be doing a solo later on in the next mm-hmm. few weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll just swing back and forth. But yeah, thank you guys for being here. We love you so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know why. Next I'm Wednesday. <laughs> next Wednesday. <laughs> Bye, guys.